Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, uh, mentioned earlier, in case you didn't hear this, the uh, nationwide gas is up 25 cents in a week. 25 cents in one week. That ain't good. I mean, if it continues on that trajectory, now the new record high is 480 nationwide? 480. Um, you know, it varies wherever you are in California. The, the average is now six thirty a gallon. I remember, geez, it wasn't that long ago when I tweeted out $6 gas, like, wow, isn't this crazy? Now it's the average price. Like, yeah, you know, you can come across some $7 gas in Mendocino, California, which is pretty hard to get to, but it's $10. Yeah. The rest of the country says average price of gas, 480 California says, hold my Chardonnay. Come on. At least you're not being attacked by a kangaroo, Jack, on your way to the gas station. This is uh, an Australian man who uh, encountered a kangaroo that tried to attack his dogs, and he fought the kangaroo for six and a half minutes, if you can imagine that. Who was timing this, or was it like you know uh, an official bout with rounds, two three-minute rounds? No, it's uh, the the, the kangaroo attack uh, department of Australia. (laughs) <laughs> Keeps track of these things. Obviously, they have to. So we okay. Yeah, I want to hear this. Uh, my dogs were barking there, and I went out to see what they were barking at. And there was a six-foot buckaroo in a bad mood, trying to rip my little dogs out of the yard and uh, shoot it away. But it didn't want to shoo away. It just put its claws up, stood on its back feet, and started chasing me. Next thing you know, I slipped over, and it's jumped on me back. It was fortunate enough where I landed with was a stick, so I fought it off with a stick. And after three whacks with the stick, it snapped like a carrot. And then I thought, well, this thing means business. It's going to mongrel me real good. So I took it to the ground. It's the only way I could deal with it. And um, I suppose if I hadn't, it would have been a lot worse. Yeah, I've got a few bruises and scars on me. Well, so how does it end, Michael? Uh, The kangaroo just runs off. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the guy gave it what for? 
I took it to the ground. Six foot, so it'd be like, look at me right in the eye. Yeah, on his yeah, hind. a wild beast. I would use my patented high school wrestling headlock on it. Yeah! But imagine that thing that's... standing up and, like, raising its arms at you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A kangaroo bit his finger, gouged his head, clawed his legs before finally taking off. I'd probably scream like a girl and run. Pardon, pardon me for the gendered language, but... Yeah. Wow. That's terrifying. He, he used oh. a number of words there I didn't know, but I assume they're... Eh, crikey. Um, Australian parlance. Which reminds me, we got this note from uh, Andrew. When uh, We made clear, I guess it was last Wednesday or Thursday, that uh, young Alex, who boldly made a prediction about the Warriors-Celtics series, the NBA Finals, uh, and we informed him, we were reminded him that to make a, a sports prediction on the Armstrong and Getty Show, you have to bet a finger, because sports predictions are so... Uh, oftenly uh, made uh, commonly, no, there's never any repercussion. You boldly make these claims that, that nobody ever checks. It's it makes, just it's dope. It makes Joe mad that there are no repercussions for more, for a wrong sports prediction. Well, people get all. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, Warriors and five, for instance. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> so what? You just said those words. I don't care. <laughs> How you you act like you use the tone of voice of a confident person? Are you confident enough to risk a finger? Yeah, probably not. Well, we got this note from Dave who uh, pointed out in his business, which I guess is insurance and stuff. It it, it depends how much uh, you how much you get if you lose a finger from insurance depends on which finger it is. I love these lists. We've gone through these before. They're really fascinating. Because they have tables for, for all kinds of things that can happen to you and what they're worth. Yeah, indeed. This is the average maximum compensation in the U.S. for the loss of a digit. So if, say, uh, I don't know, Michael, you're pressing the buttons there in the control room, and, and one of the buttons is super sharp, and it just And a six-foot wallaby comes out, and it just starts <laughs> gnawing on your finger. There, no, there are no wallabies. So you, the board has a sharp edge there, and you just lop your finger clean off, right? <laughs> that would hurt, Could happen. yes. <laughs> Could happen. Now, if it's your little finger, your pinky, if you will, uh, the average, <laughs> your pinky, <laughs> your average is $11,343. Man, a pinky is not worth much. Although, I've been in a bind before where I needed money, and I don't need my finger that much. If I could, I should, I'm surprised I didn't fake up some sort of losing my finger. I'm at the Target, and uh, I look around, slam a door on it, chop it off, get my $11,000, and I get out of my credit card debt. See, that's the genius of my sports predictions. If I win, I look like a genius, and if I lose, I make money. It's win-win. Right, it's a good point. Uh, so as a uh, alleged guitarist and bassist, I would hate to lose my left pinky, but sure. my right one... Don't need it. It's not even on the golf club when I play golf, really. Don't so, need yeah. it. Useless digit. Yeah, anyway. It'd probably uh, be so, a little lighter if you get rid of it, too. So the little finger is about 11.3. Now, you move over to the ring finger, whether be-ringed or not. That's worth another $3,300. $14,660 is the average compensation there. Personally, I feel the ring finger is more than a third more valuable than my pinky, but that's just me. Hmm. For it's gripping useless. and whatnot? Like for picking, yeah. for grabbing? Yeah. Yeah, gripping and grabbing. Sure, it's important. Especially if you're fighting off a kangaroo, but uh, the ring finger is no middle finger, though. How are you going to tell people to F off without your middle finger? That'll get you almost $21,000 on average. 20996 On the other hand, the, mid- the middle finger is no index finger. It's funny how we just work. The value increases as you go closer to the thumb. 
The one finger, if you're a piano player, the thumb is the one. So that's the, it makes sense. Ah, okay. Um, uh, the index finger is worth another, eh, it's about $3,500 more than the, I'm sorry, forty. Yeah, $3,500 more than the middle finger at uh, almost $25,000. But the thumb is the king of the fingers. And don't tell me the thumb isn't a finger. Uh, every finger is not a thumb, but every thumb is a finger. Uh, you leap up from 24-4 for the index finger to 42-4 for the thumb. Why? It separates us from the apes. Hmm? Yeah, if I if, if I lost my little, I almost lost a finger in a garage door slamming a couple of years ago. Do you remember that? Oh, that was gruesome. Oh, that was one of the oh, scariest, most painful things I've ever done, and it was just <sighs> awful. And my finger still ain't right. But um, uh, lost my train of thought thinking about that event. Oh, um, I lose my finger. I'm my pinky. I'm really primarily just worried about the pain and the bleeding. I lose yeah. my thumb. My first thought might be the holy crap. This is, uh, I'm disabled. I'm just going to squat and eat bugs because you're no better than an ape at that point. There you go. I actually had a friend who, who lost a thumb and uh, they they attached his, his toe in place. He now has a toe thumb, honest to God. Don't don't they have to then remove your toe? So now you've lost two things? That that seems like a... Well, no, I've lost you've lost things. one. Well, no, one you've lost, one you've switched. You just moved You're it over. right in the in the yeah. how many digits do you have column? It would still be nine. This is the only column I care about. Yeah, exactly. No, well, it's not the well, only 19. column. It's not the only column I care about. It's the how many digits have you okay. had lopped off? That column is at two. <laughs> well, it's the column I care most about. How many digits do I have left? We can focus on the negatives, like Jack is advocating, or me, Joe. Glasses half full of nineteen digits. I, I'm fine. I got nineteen out of twenty. So if you lose an eye, do they put a kneecap in there? I mean, are there other... <laughs> Don't be an idiot. <laughs> Don't be an idiot. Now, your toes, that's a separate discussion. My pinky toe, I mean, it keeps you from tipping over, maybe, but it's not very useful. And I'd rather not have it, probably. Um, Elon Musk is... I don't know if he, if this is... Uh, if he wants out of the Twitter deal or not, but the breaking news today is he sent a letter to Twitter saying, hey, you're denying me the information I asked for, so I'm backing out of the deal unless you provide me with how many uh, accounts are fake, et cetera, et cetera, within, I forget the amount of time he mentioned. So that deal might actually be off. And I have one more thing from Elon Musk because I ended up on his Twitter account last night. And I'll tell you what, his Twitter account is damned entertaining. He's wacky. He's an interesting guy on so many different fronts. But here's... Here's a uh, one of his tweets from yesterday. Just kind of came out of the blue. Uh, there was a couple of rocket launches over the weekend. Jeff Bezos's Blue Ivy? No, that's Jay Z's kid. Origin. Yeah. <laughs> Jay Z's kid is Blue Ivy. Blue Origin is Jeff Bezos' yes. rocket company, and he launched a rocket. Jeffrey Bezos. He launched a rocket and landed it, and so did Elon (laughs) Musk over the weekend. And on that topic, Elon Musk tweeted out, Making life multiplanetary expands the scope and scale of consciousness. It also enables us to back up the biosphere, protecting all life as we know it from a calamity on Earth. Humanity is life's steward. As no other species can transport life to Mars, we can't let them down. I thought that was interesting. He positioned it as a... It's our responsibility as the only beast on Earth that can do this to get to another planet to save all species. That's wow, the way he looks so at it. Noah's Ark in it. When the meteor hit 65 million years ago and wiped out, I think it was 90% of life on Earth. That's the dinosaur thing. That's the second biggest 
extinction in the history of the planet. Right before the dinosaurs was the biggest one, and that was volcanic eruptions. I don't remember what it was, but it was uh, not, like 99% of life on Earth got ra- wiped out. Like practically everything got wiped out, and we kind of started over before the dinosaurs. So if Elon Musk and his company had been around, they would have rounded up a bunch of beasts and headed for Mars? They would have already been on Mars. So just, uh, you know, a meteor hitting or climate change. He's worried about climate change, Elon is. The the right-winger Elon. Um, Whatever happens to Earth, we'd already have human beings, animals, all this stuff on another planet. We need to have a multi-planetary life thing. That's his belief. I don't worry about it ever. This is not something that crosses my mind as a concern. Um, that sounds a lot like colonizing. I thought we were decolonizing these days. Excellent. He's literally point. colonizing. What about the Martians and their rights? It's absolutely freaking lootly colonizing. Of course, there's nobody there to mm. oppress. Oh, you've discovered Mars just like they discovered America. Mm, you're part of the problem. I don't know what that voice is you're using. If you, voice. Uh, New York Times took a look at polling around gun issues that I think you're going to find quite surprising. Also, Bill Maher with some fascinating stuff on his show Friday night. A lot of good stuff this hour. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. For God's sake, do something. After Columbine, after Sandy Hook, after Charleston, after Orlando, after Las Vegas, after Parkland, nothing has been done. This time, that can't be true. So the mood of a lot of the country is we need to do something. Um, uh, About mass shootings, quote-unquote, yes. Right. There were were 50, geez, how many? Uh, Let me look that up. I want to get this number right. Lots and lots. By the way, while you're looking that up, I stand uh, corrected. Apes do have opposable thumbs. Back to you. Thanks for for that. Well, accuracy is my hallmark, and that's just an egregious error. 13 mass shootings in the U.S. since Friday. I don't know what they're using as a definition for mass shooting. I feel like we... Four or more victims, I believe. I feel like we got to start separating these. There's, in my mind... She's not a difference. I mean, it's a, they're different things. It's like a cat and a lion, different things. Gangbangers getting a dispute outside a club, which has happened a couple of times in the last month, firing off shots, as opposed to somebody going into a school during the day or a, or a shopping, you know, a grocery store and killing a bunch of people. Um, but anyway. Yeah, not to, not to quibble, but that sort of dispute happened like half a dozen times this weekend. Yeah, so... You hear this all the time, and I was watching the Sunday talk shows yesterday, and the, the, the theme was, here are common sense gun laws that everybody agrees on. Why can't we get these passed? 90% of people want red flag laws. 90% of people want you know, to do away with whatever kind of gun. And you hear this sort of stuff all the time. And the New York Times, to their credit, took this on. Voters say they want gun control. Their votes say something different. Broad public support on the issue may not be as broad as polling shows or as Democrats hope. And they go through a couple of examples, but they particularly focus on the uh, the idea of background checks, which regularly polls at like 90%. Listen to this. When voters in four Democratic-leaning states got the actual opportunity to enact expanded gun background checks into law, 
the overwhelming support suggested by national surveys was nowhere to be found, says the New York Times. Instead, the initiative and referendum results in Maine, California, Washington, and Nevada were nearly identical to those of the 2016 presidential election, all the way down to the result of individual counties. In other words, Democrats who voted for Hillary Clinton also voted for the expanded background check, but not more than that. In some cases, less. Um, So let's look at it. Referendums on background checks in California, it polled at 91%. The result was 63%. Wow. In Washington, it polled at 81% of people saying they're, they're for it. Actual support, 59%. Nevada polled at almost 90%, but only 50% of people voted for it when they had the chance. And in Maine, it polled at 83%. I mean, an 83% issue is just huge. Actual support was 48%. Wow. Hillary Clinton fared better at the ballot box than expanded background checks in the same states. Most of the most on the same day among the same voters. Um, they get through into some of the reasons on that. Uh, the usual theories for America's conservative gun policies, uh, gun politics do not explain the poor showings. The supporters of the initiatives outspent the all-powerful gun lobby, so it wasn't the NRA spent so much money and bought politicians. Well, they didn't buy voters. They didn't buy ads. There, there were way more, way more money on the other side. All manner of voters, not just single-issue voters or politicians, got an equal say. The Senate was not to blame. Indeed, the results suggested that if you had a national referendum on background checks, even though it polls at 90% nationwide, it would lose. Because these wow. are bluish states where it got 50% or less in some cases. You go to some of the redder states, you're going to get 2%. So overall, it would fail nationwide, even though it polls at over 90%. Now, have you Stunning. or the New York Times come up with a definitive answer, or even a, a, a possible answer for why there's such a huge gap? Well, um, the way we answer pollsters is different than the way we vote is one of the things. They get to the point at the end of the story, which I have firmly come to believe, that issue polling is practically a waste of time. It it, it tells you very little about things. But then there's also the details. Polling is always around very a broad sort of, you know, whatever it is. Do you support Roe versus Wade without explaining to people what that means? Uh, should there be universal background checks? Hell yeah! And then they actually explain what that means. Well, not, I'm not, not quite as excited about that. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'd mentioned before that uh, I came across, I can't remember how, Pew Research has a like a guidebook for how they design their polls to get the best possible results. And it is many, many pages long. I mean, it is a technical science. Obviously, the flip side of that is if you don't exercise that sort of care, you'll get results that are either inaccurate or useless. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where this leaves us in terms of actually trying to have fewer shootings, which I am all in favor of. But a lot of the things being proposed wouldn't have anything to do with the shootings involved. Anywho, if you miss an hour, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand. Armstrong and Getty. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. 
You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. The question is, can you run a republic with stupid people as its citizenry? Uh, Stupid and immoral, according to the founding papas, no. I shouldn't say, uh, I don't know what stupid means, but... Uh, um, uh, ignorant, uneducated. You know, I don't think I don't think brain power has probably changed much over the years. I'm assuming IQ hasn't. If anything, it's gone up, probably. Right? Yeah, it's a worthy point. Yeah, yeah. Ignorant, I but, think, is uh, the term we're looking for. God, we've got to be less aware of big things than we've been in the past. I think. Anyway, uh, Bill Maher got on this Friday night on his show on HBO, and here's how it went. Before we tackle any of our daunting specific problems here in America, we have to figure out how a country can solve any problem if so many of its people are so intractably, astoundingly, mind-numbingly stupid. <laughs> 
And I'm not saying that as hyperbole or just out of frustration. I mean this country just might be empirically, verifiably too dumb to continue as an ongoing enterprise. Jay Leno used to do a classic bit called jaywalking where he asked ordinary citizens the kind of question we used to consider common knowledge. And in the internet age, that bit has been, shall we say, updated. <laughs> and is still a useful indicator of where exactly we are on the bird brain chart. Take a look at some of the answers given on a TikTok site called Project Better. Who was the first person to land on the sun? Land something, land. Lance, Lance Armstrong is correct. What is the biggest city in the world? Uh, I think it's like, like Asia. What is the biggest city in the world? Europe. If you were born in 2021, how old would you be? 21. What country is Venice, Italy located in for $100? Do you have any clue? Gosh, I'm going to be a teacher, so I should know this. Um, you should. Paris? Where is Queen Elizabeth from? Egypt. Egypt? Egypt. Where is it? Brazil. So, so you tell me, if a country is only as strong as its people, what can the future possibly hold for a population this moronic? Being a full-grown adult and thinking a human could walk on the sun? Or that the biggest city in the world was Asia? <laughs> when plainly it's Europe. <laughs> and of course, the best part was I'm going to be a teacher, should I, so I should know this one. What <sighs> country is Venice, Italy in? Um, Paris, which is a city. I mean, the, the multi-levels <laughs> of dumb there. Yeah, the, those are all anecdotal, but not that hard to come by based on a whole bunch of different comedy shows that do it. Yeah, And I saw the video, and these weren't people you'd look at and say, well, you know, they're struggling in life. No, they're people like, you know, wearing middle upper class clothing and, you know, hairstyles and white teeth and stuff like that. They're, they're making it in the world. And you answer the question, what's the biggest city in the world with Asia? I mean, what, what, do, you, what do you do with that? Yeah, Jesse Waters uh, became semi-famous doing that sort of bit for Bill O'Reilly back in the day, and they still do that sort of bit on his show. And they were at the beach the other day asking various uh, bronzed beach beauties and their uh, muscled bows just basic questions about American civics, and they were failing miserably, as you might expect. And, and like you say, I mean, if you spent all day there, you could probably get some ridiculously dumb answers. But... Without instituting some sort of poll test or something like that, if somebody is just grievously ignorant of the way our country works and the responsibilities of the branches of government or whatever, how can you possibly justify their voting? Well, luckily, most of those people don't vote, I don't think. Um, Too many do. Like... The vast majority of people outside of presidential elections, the easy vast majority of people don't vote. Mm. Uh, but, you know, the smaller the number of people voting, the more the more sway the active voters have. Uh, anyway, let's roll on with a little more of this. This country simply has no education standards anymore. They will let you out of a public high school and give you a diploma, and you don't have to actually know anything, which used to be the mission of schools, knowing things. I know it's super important to stop the grooming of our kids, or I don't know, to start it, 
and, and certainly critical race theory must be stricken from the curriculum or who knows, maybe included in all of it. But, you know, while we're having those fights, could someone please notice that the kids don't actually know anything? As I travel this country on weekends doing stand-up now, I see the political ads that are running on the local TV markets, and I think, how can this possibly work on people? <laughs> and then I remember, oh yes, they think Queen Elizabeth is from Egypt. <laughs> I think this is a serious problem. And it's because we don't demand enough people. We don't demand enough out of students. Well, that's where it starts and maybe where it ends. If you if you if you're not educated in school, where are you going to get educated? You're going to all of a sudden decide you need to learn more and go out and do it on your own. Some people do, but most people don't. Uh, I don't know. We're a, we're a soft, comfortable, under no threat. Nobody's going to invade us like Ukraine got invaded anytime soon. So, who cares? You know, uh, maybe tomorrow we can dive into Ben Sass's fantastic article. He's a senator, you know that, right? Because you're a non-moron. Uh, he used to be a university president as well. Um, he he has a, a piece in the Atlantic entitled. Yeah, if you think here. if you if you buy the uh, I'm just a Nebraska farmer thing, which is kind of you know his shtick for getting elected. He is a Nebraska farmer. Not that that's not true, but he is a serious intellectual. Ben yeah. Sass is. Well, his uh, article is how to really fix higher ed. Rather than wiping the slate clean on student debt, Washington should take a hard look at reforming a broken system. And to that end, I dug up once again the very article we referred to hours ago during the show. If you've been listening the whole time, thank you very much. Um, it was by a professor who had an opinion piece in the Wall Street Journal entitled, College Wouldn't Cost So Much If Students and Faculty Worked Harder. I assign far less reading, demand less writing, and give higher grades than I did two generations ago. This guy came out and admitted a couple of years ago in the Wall Street Journal, so we'll touch on that again tomorrow as well. You tend to run around people like yourself, and I have to assume that most people who are listening to uh, topical talk radio tend to be toward the paying attention more crowd. I mean, that's just... Oh, yeah, by definition, but sure. there are a lot, a lot, a lot of people that... Flip on music radio and reality TV and sports. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. And go out yeah. to eat. And, but yeah. I don't know. You know, it's, I had a doctor's appointment the other day, which I meant to talk about because it has to do with my blood pressure. And if you suffer from high blood pressure, you might find it interesting. But we're talking about when I should take my blood pressure. And he said, you know, after work, when you get home and you're watching, well, the news, probably not the news because that's too stressful. I said, yeah, I do that for a living. He says, you know, when you get home, you're watching Wheel of Fortune or Hollywood Tonight or something, Entertainment Tonight. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, stop right now. (laughs) Right now. If I'm watching anything, it's Jeopardy. I don't watch the Wheel of Freaking Fortune. (laughs) Well, yeah, dang it. It's it's really interesting. Like the, the most popular shows, Ellen just went off the air last week. We talked about how she makes 50-some million dollars a year. You know, Mm -hmm. the only reason she makes $50 million a year is because there's that many people that watch that. I don't ever watch that. I don't know anybody who ever watches that or any of that sort of stuff. Because I hang around people that tend to be like me. But obviously there are tons of people that that's their exposure to life, I guess. You know, I'm kind of running through my wife's friends. I'm not sure I know anybody who could sit through an episode if you, if you forced them to. 
It'd be like, do whatever you got to do to me. I can't say. <laughs> I don't know. And I'm not trying to come off as like, uh, you know, the top, the, the tiniest percent. I mean, just like being the upper third. Yeah. Of, of yeah. paying attention and knowing what's going on in the world. Don't I'll be in the upper two thirds. Just don't be a pasty-eating moron. God, to, to, to name Asia as the biggest city in, America, in the world. <laughs> All right. I got to confess, I felt kind of bad. I'm not sure I know what the biggest city is. Is it Tokyo? Or is it Sao Paulo, Brazil? Certainly could be. Look that up. Somebody Google it. Alex, Michael, Mo- somebody Google Most biggest popular city, in the world. city in the world, yeah. We'll wait. Ding, 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 ding. Is it the uh, Shanghai? Ding, 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 ding. Is anybody Googling it? Actually, Tokyo. Tokyo. Tokyo is right. Well How many done, people Jack. is it? 37 million. 37 million freaking people in Tokyo. That's plenty. Wow. Boy. Of course, that town they shut down the other day, uh, Shanghai in China. Would we find that? That was like 28 million people or something like that. In a city I never think about in my ever, ever right, prior right. to the pandemic, and well, and every ginormous. time every time Tokyo is decimated by Godzilla and he kills the tens of thousands, their birth rate bounces right back. They up. They so really that's... rebuilt well after a giant lizard stomped on Arthur Policeman, right? <laughs> Tore up the subway tracks and the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the plucky Japanese people. Their spirit is—it's an inspiration to all of us. We'll finish strong next. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand tempt to hire part-time or full-time you name the position warehouse worker retail associate grocery store clerk fitness trainer baker stylist bellhop podcast producer yeah snag a job's got a worker for that with our easy to use platform you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard right snag a job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. 
Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. Gainbridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Please visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Kicking off their big yearly conference today, and any uh, anything that comes out of there of interest, we'll mention tomorrow. I'm sure new software or products. Yeah, I'm thinking about finally replacing my iPhone. I don't know. I just got the. I think I have the eight. So that's uh, that's a ways away. Caveman. A ways back, right? Yeah. I'm a twelve. Yeah. Wow. Is there a twelve? I didn't even know there is one. There's a thirteen, actually. I mean, what? I'm, I'm one behind. Yeah. Huh. I appreciate Apple going with the 13 and not being like Europe that won't have a 13th floor. What? There's no 13th row on airliners or whatever. Because it, it's I know, exactly. Way to be rational, Apple. Uh, speaking of being rational, uh, I'll tell you this about me. The one thing you wouldn't use to describe my mind is serene. Okay? That's the one thing it ain't. <laughs> And so if you're like me, this might relate to you uh, at least a little bit. So I've been battling hypertension, high blood pressure my entire adult life. I became aware of it. It's treated pretty well with drugs. And, you know, I, I try to do the right things. I try to work out in spite of all my jokes about uh, uh, drinking. I don't I try to keep my drinking at a healthy level. Um, and, and, and I exercise for a amount, blah, blah, blah. Well, I, I hadn't taken it for a while and I hadn't been doing my cardio very well. And you hadn't I had taken your medicine for a while. Oh, no, I always take my medicine. Okay. Um, I, oh, you I hadn't taken been... your blood pressure. Okay. I've been... Right. I hadn't taken okay. my blood pressure for a while. I hadn't been doing my cardio exercises as much, and I see a doctor's appointment looming on my calendar. So about a week before, I decide, man, I ought to, I probably ought to check it. It probably sure. It's like good. flossing before you go to the dentist. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and, and in fact, I think somebody may have taken it at the dentist, and it was high. And so I took it at home, and it was high. It was too high. And I'm all freaked out, and I'm nervous about it, and so I take it again. And uh, the two days before the doctor's appointment, I take it again. It's still high. I get to the doctor's office. The nurse takes it. It's too high. I mean, it's not like sky high, but it's too high. And then the doctor comes in. He says, well, you know, she's been taking it all day. I'm not sure. I said, no, no, it's been high. Try it. It's high. He takes it. It's high. And so mm. he says, all right, so we fashion a plan. He reminds me of the various reasons you got to control your blood pressure, which I know already, but I appreciate it. Um, and, and so we fashion a plan, including I, I'm uh, supposed to be on a new drug that I take once at night, take one small dose at night to try to loosen it up. But the other thing was, I said, listen, I know I'm so freaked out about my blood pressure. I don't know if I can get an accurate reading. They call it white coat hypertension because you get so nervous about it at the doctor's office that sure. it, it's 
higher than it should be. So I said, all right, here's part of my plan, because I know I'm freaked out. I'm going to take it every day, multiple times a day, till it's so mundane, right. so boring, I'm completely unconcerned right. by it. One day into that plan, it had dropped 20 points into the healthy range without me taking the drug. Wow. That's I still haven't taken the drug, and I've only had one reading that's not right in the sweet spot where we want it. So I've got to drop my doc a note and say, hey, dude, I think it's my crazy, crazy head because yeah. look at all these readings. Because we even we checked my blood pressure uh, mechanism. is perfectly accurate. That's a tough thing about blood pressure. Uh, only once in my life. I had a high reading once. I, I'm not a high blood pressure guy. High reading once, and I was kind of freaked out about it. So then it was high for a while all mm. over that. Because I was worried about it. Normally, yeah. my whole life, including now, I don't think about it at all. I'm like looking at my phone while they check my blood pressure. I don't, it's not, it's, I, don't, I don't care. I'm not worried about it. And it stays low. But if you ever get it on your mind, then you can create the, the high reading, and it, it's a problem. Yeah, yeah. It's just what a gift you have, and my wife does, too. My dad's side of the family, we, just, we all have high blood pressure. Mm. But um, anyway. Oh, I had one more point. And because it's so uh, high blood pressure can lead to strokes, kidney failure, all sorts of terrible things. I mean, it's it's you you've got to treat it Um, ever since I was like in my late 20s. And Caitlin, our first kid, was on my lap. Gladys, if you wouldn't mind. Thank you. At the doctor's office, I got a really high blood pressure reading. And the doctor said, oh, that's because you've got your little kid with your blah, blah, blah. And then the next time, it was like, uh, you taking any off the over-the-counter medicines? I said, yeah, I got Sudafed for this, my allergies. And, oh, that's got to be it, blah, blah, blah. Mm. A lot of medical professionals were trying to make an excuse right. for my high blood pressure. That's interesting. Yeah, it is. And, and, and it happens today. Even my doc right now, who I love, thought it was that the, the tech who's taken it reads it too high. Um, and I, and I don't know why that is. It's, it's not like you think I might have the clap and you're trying to make me feel better about it. I mean, <laughs> high blood pressure is not gonorrhea. It's okay. Wow. Some of us just a, have it. You have a particularly bad strain of gonorrhea that I've only seen in Bangkok. I mean, I don't have to tell you. <laughs> well, see, I'd rather have the doctor say that than, oh, well, it, it could be something else. I wouldn't, uh, why don't we just get you tested? Or, no, I'm not ashamed of it. Let's diagnose it and be real about it. So if you're a medical pro, don't try to talk people out of the fact that their blood pressure is a little high. Nail it down. Down. Hmm. Interesting. I'm wearing lead shoes. That's why my weight's so high. So I just really like the feel of lead shoes. Oh, that reminds me. We could talk about that too. The whole fat acceptance movement. How crazy is that? Yeah. Check your clock. It's time to stop. Jack and Joe, they've got to go. And if they don't get canned, they'll be back tomorrow. That's right. If we don't get canned, we'll be back tomorrow. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. I love that. That has such a 1978 sitcom feel, that song. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. There he is, pressing the buttons, our technical director, Michael. Michael, final thought. Yeah, today we were talking about people being dumb, and I got got to defend those people a little bit because I've forgotten so much since high school. It was probably because I crammed for a test to learn geography and things like that, and now I can't remember you know the, the stuff. Do you know the difference between an area of the world and a city? Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> a continent and a city, yeah, indeed. Young Alex is our behind-the-scenes producer. He has a final thought for us, Alex. Yeah, I'd be remiss if I didn't say 78 years ago today, hundreds of thousands of young men paid the ultimate sacrifice. It's the anniversary of D-Day. Freedom isn't free. Uh, let me try that again. Freedom isn't free. Thank you for your service. That's a good one, Alex. Yeah, beautiful, Alex. Well said. Jack, do you have a final thought? Yeah. 
I had a good experience with my son's fourth grade class and their field trip, and I was a chaperone. And there are things in life that slip by you. You look back on years later and think, ah, I wish I'd appreciated that more at the time. I did not have that problem with the field trip. I was appreciating it in real time. It was freaking awesome. It was just magical for the kids and for me. It was very cool. Yeah. Hey, you know, Alex changed my final thought. Judy and I watched a movie on Netflix over the weekend. If you're a Netflixer, Operation Mincemeat is about World War II espionage and mm. spycraft and, and misinformation to your enemy, that sort of thing. Uh, quite good. Quite good. A lot of twists and turns I didn't see coming. It absolutely steered clear of the movie book of cliches. It's terrific. Wow, I'd like to see it, but I canceled my Netflix after the Dave Chappelle special. Then got it back, but then canceled it again after the Ricky Gervais special. So, <laughs> Well, I admire your active <laughs> conscience there or something. Armstrong and Getty wrapping hey. up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. You will find the hot links there. You will find the Armstrong and Getty On Demand podcast. You will get yourself some great A&G swag. We have the brand new uh, 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 rabbit hole of pes- the pessimistic rabbit hole. What is it? That's a great t-shirt. Everybody <laughs> wants it. It's there. Trust me. <laughs> See you tomorrow. God bless America. Armstrong and Getty. What's for dinner tonight, Mommy? A Oh, no. What? Dead meat. Cow brains, kids. I think so. Oh, brains. Mmm. <laughs> Boiled mouse. No, no, no. Bye, bye, bye. Get. Go away. It was so bizarre and so grotesque. <laughs> it's it's really serious. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, so. Uh, Just shut up. On that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.